It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Mean Chet Martin here with you, and as always, the fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton. Good afternoon. Good day to you. Brian is still dealing with family issues, and we have a lot of issues on the inside family right here on FOD Radio. As many of the listeners out there may have heard, whether through social media or anywhere else, that a good friend of the program, a weekly guest, basically every other week that he was on, and somebody that was a dear friend to all of us here, Xander Gibb, passed away last week. And we are going to honor Xander here on this program by bringing on some of the great people surrounded with him and what he did on a weekly basis with his show and his message. What I'll say about Xander is he was just such a unique funny, talented, original mind that I love to bring on this show. And I always love to go on his show and really so so much as debate as to talk over the issues that we had facing this country. He was solid. He was stern in his convictions. He was a great supporter of the president, and he never let you forget it. And if you... Step to him, or you said the wrong thing about Donald J. Trump or anything that was in his wheelhouse, he let you know it. Mm-hmm. He didn't let bullies bully. Right. He was a man's man, and he was somebody that you could actually come to and talk to if you needed to. And I and I had those moments with him, CV. I had moments where we weren't doing the show, and me and him would just chit-chat it up, and maybe we'd call each other and... Uh, and talk about what was going on inside the White House with Donald J. Trump, or what was going on on the border. And he was just a, a really talented guy musically. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was a, a comedian in his own right. He's a great uh, author as well, and, and he had a good show, and he had a good message. The thing about Xander, and it's one of the things that I really took away from my time with him, and what I learned from him was... To never back down. Um, If your convictions are right, it doesn't mean don't listen to the other side. What it means is, you know, you stand by your convictions. And he would do that. I remember there was one guest in particular, and you would come in the chat room with us too, and and we would always have fun. There was one where, you know, the guy guy was not a big supporter of Trump, and uh, one time Xander just got so fed up with him and just kind of snapped. And that was that was the great <laughs> moment with Xander when he would get you to light up because of his uh, his steadfast su- support of the country and what was right and the president. And he just never backed down. He was a great guy, and, and I'm going to miss him greatly, CV. He did not suffer fools gladly. Well, 
That's true. The Zen man will be sorely missed. But all his friends and loved ones, which were many, will get to see him again on the other side. He was a man of principle who thought it better to lose his old friends rather than hide away from the truth. That the Democrat Party and the left in general have horrible policies that trample over hardworking people of faith, family, business, and country in favor of global interests and the, and the maintaining of control and power by dividing people with identity politics. And seeing that, Xander was brave enough to go from being a liberal Democrat and, la- and Labor Party supporter to being an outspoken independent conservative. But he was much more than that, as you pointed out. He was a man of many talents. He was a polymath. He was a comedian, actor, singer with a beautiful voice. I bought his album and used some of it as bumper music for this show. He was an author with two books under his belt, which are still available today. But most of our listeners know him as the brilliant commentator that he was. And he was gracious. He had me as a guest on his show many times. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry, Xander, that I yelled a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, know, I know he was also very passionate about his beliefs. He was a strong believer in God and the Bible. And I just want to say that I love you, brother. Me too, brother. I do. I, we love you and, and we miss you here. And just so everybody knows, we got Joe Messina. If you don't know Joe Messina, it'll be his first time here. But he had Xander on a weekly basis. So Joe will come by. He's got a show called The Real Side with Joe Messina. Um, and it's it's a terrestrial program. Heard out of California. Broadcast through a lot of stations. And it's going to be good to have Joe on. Julio Rivera, uh, owner of the Reactionary Times. Who also, Xander, was affiliated with the... Uh, the show that Julio had, and also the reactionary times when he had to take over for a little while. And then at the very end, we're going to have Swoop from Swoop's World, Keith Lewis. He had been doing the show with Xander for for nine years when Xander was still, as you said, a liberal Democrat. Keith was uh, doing the show with him back then. So we'll talk about a little bit of uh, all that kind of stuff coming back with you folks. But I did want to touch on this really quick as we've been getting into the wheelhouse on side of some of these uh, these audits that have been happening, CV. Of course, the media mainstream isn't touching any of this stuff, but as they keep going on, it's interesting to see the reaction from both the left and the uh, counter-reaction from the right. So this is going on with a man by the name of Merrick Garland. I think you know who he is. The Attorney General. Uh, the attorney general, and he basically was putting out the threat that they would come inside and take away the machines and test the waters and see exactly what was going on in Arizona as far as the look into these crooked machines and the results that they received. Mm -hmm. So, Miss Wendy Rogers put out the statement to Merrick Garland that you will not touch Arizona ballots or machines unless you want to spend time in an Arizona prison. Maybe you should focus on stopping terrorism. The Justice Department is one of the most corrupt institutions in the United States. 
of America. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that the department will scrutinize any post-election audits for the evidence of voting law violations. So Senator Wendy Rogers put it out there, but the uh, the counterpunch that she gave I think is perfect because so many of these dirty, disgusting Democrats need to be challenged and need to be put in their place and need to be told that if they're going to put their nose into an ongoing investigation of the highest, which this is, they they need to go to jail, period. Yeah, that was a great response. I heard a lot of great responses in regard to the attorney general's threats, and that's what they were. Yeah. And is Attorney General Merrick Garland's, is he acting on his own volition I say no. He's being directed by the Biden regime, obviously, which is being run by Barack Jarrett, the supreme leader of the deep left, which is loyal to the CCP and the party of Davos. And they are more terrified of the canvassing part of this audit and any subsequent audit, I might add, more so than any other part, because it goes to the heart of chain of custody, which for the most part, and we shall see, the election officials cannot prove to be honest and constitutionally legal. But for this attorney general appointed by Biden to be weighing in on this matter in such a heavy handed way is worse than a conflict of interest. It's unseemly on its face. The DOJ has no jurisdiction in Arizona's election process, nor its ongoing audit. You know, talk about no standing. They don't. The DOJ has no standing in this at all. No, it's not in their purview. And and this all goes to show just how illegally and unconstitutionally political is the entire DOJ. The entire Justice Department needs to be dismantled and each agency needs to be restaffed, starting with each director and have them replaced with fully vetted personnel vetted by a top patriot general of the military who in turn is should be appointed by an America first president, ideally President Trump. And each of those directors should be charged with the task of restaffing everyone under them. You know, everything this regime does, even leading up to the steal in the first place, was unconstitutional. Yeah, well, absolutely. And that's what I mean by uh, somebody being able to punch back. It's too many times that we sit on our hands and don't do anything. And I think that the left the Democrat Party, the Communist Party USA, the Barack Jarrett machine, the Biden puppets, yeah. the CCP, DNC, I think they all rely on the fact that we roll over and say, okay, fine, you stole the election. They, they've stolen everything. And it's sad because we had finally put a man in place that was put in place by the people. Finally, we had gotten that. And that is why they are so desperate to grasp at straws. And if you don't think that the uh, AG Garland getting involved in this doesn't speak volumes about the fact that they know something is cooking here and that they're going to find out that it was Donald J. Trump that did win Arizona. It was Donald J. Trump that won Georgia. It was Donald J. Trump that won Pennsylvania. And that the chickens are going to come home to roost and you got another thing coming. 
There's no other reason that an attorney general would try to create this kind of havoc. And that's what this is, to try to step in an investigation held by the state to find out what happened in the election because of an audit and threaten to hold the machines shows you exactly what they did. And the entire period. Yep. And the entire China crack cabal are finally getting a taste of the fact that we are not going to we are not rolling over in this case. This Dave, they this is a bridge too far. And the DOJ cannot unilaterally write laws to persecute the canvassers. This is right. totally unconstitutional. We'll bring it up to the Supreme Court if necessary, although we can't trust them either. No. But I just want to give a message to the Attorney General and everybody else in his camp. Now you're messing with a son of a bitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, Hey, listen. We're going to come back. We got another great topic on Hunter Biden facilitating a deal with Democrat consultants now under federal investigation. No surprise there. We'll continue with our memorial for our good, dear friend Xander. And some of the music we're going to play for you today are some of Xander's favorite songs that I know of. We're going to end up playing one of his songs as well. And then we got the great guests to remind us of the wonderful life of of Xander Gibb, Mr. X-Rad, right here on Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. everybody freedom on deck 94.9 news now and stimulating talk a very special show today we we remember the one and only xander gibb great friend to the show great supporter of the president great patriot to america and somebody that you could always count on to give you the goods when he came on fod and that's for sure cv after this, Joe Messina is going to stop by. Of course, he was somebody that was very integral in Xander being a little bit of a, a media talk and a voice out there and a great supporter of President Donald J. Trump. So it'll be good to bring Joe Messina on and pick his brain a little bit and hear what he remembers about our good buddy Xander Gibbs. So listen, we're talking a little bit more about Hunter Biden, and a lot of this stuff has really gone under the radar, and I just kind of wanted to give a little spotlight to it. It's something that I do. It's a uh, something where I like to bring a story out that didn't get much, because this was out last week. This is not new, but I want you to hear it here first. A consulting firm linked to Hunter Biden that did work 
for Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company that paid the Biden ski on 83000 a month to sit on its board is under investigation by the Justice Department, according to a report on Thursday. Blue Star Strategies is being probed for potential legal lobbying after it took on Burisma as a client while Hunter was on its board, Politico reported. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware, which is already investigating Hunter for possible tax violations, is working with lawyers in the Justice Department's National Security Division in D.C. The report said one aspect of the investigation is whether Blue Star failed to comply with the Foreign Agents Restriction Act, FAR that requires Americans to disclose lobbying work for foreign entities. The report noted that there is no indication that Hunter is a target in the investigation, and Karen Tantorano, one of the firm's co-founders, testified that the president's sons did not direct any of Blue Star's work on behalf of Burisma. This is being worded really uh, craftily here, CV. Of course, we know that Anything that the Bidens were affiliated with at that time, especially when Mr. Biden was the vice president and his son was given all these cushy positions with energy companies that he knew nothing about, that they were doing dirt. We saw the pictures coming out with some of these consultants that worked inside the CCP having dinner with the vice president. The same vice president that said he never had any inclination with any of the business dealings that were going on with his son. And I know you remember that one. But the fact of the matter is, the more that the onion gets peeled back, and the media can try to word this every which way that they want, the more we learn, the more we know that the Bidens definitely used pay-to-play, and they definitely used their position in the White House to their advantage to rake in as much cash as they could have. And, you know, also, I want to know what's on all those laptops, hard drives, and I want those pictures of Hunter Biden with underage girls in sex acts released to everybody so we know what this dirtbag in the White House is all about. Yeah, it's illegal to even... Get a copy of those pictures. You don't want I those. Know. Believe me, you I don't know. want those. But this story leaves me scratching my head in so many ways. First of all, how do we know the feds are even investigating any of this? And, you know, yeah. I've I've heard and seen conflicting evidence that they are not. And and if they are, they can't be investigating seriously. Maybe. No. Maybe they're trying to give the appearance that they're investigating, you know, giving Hunter the the Hillary treatment. Yep. That that to me makes more sense. And uh, and where are the emails leaking from? Are they leaking from the FBI or are they leaking from Giuliani, who also has a copy of that same hard drive? And why did the FBI invade Giuliani's home office and never any of Hunter's many offices? Why did Giuliani ask them? if they also wanted Hunter's hard drive. Which he did. But they refused to take it. See, there are more questions than answers. The facts before us just don't add up. Uh, But then again, what would you expect from the D.C. swamp? Absolutely. Yeah, and I agree with the 110%. They're not, you're right, they're going to treat this the way that they've treated anything that the Bidens do as they always do, the media yeah. will sweep it under the rug 
and they will give us the optic that they're actually looking into what Hunter Biden did with Burisma and how he got all these uh, lucrative clients under his belt. But the fact of the matter is what we're seeing here is he was working with consultants that are under federal investigation right now. Regardless of the fact that you may not want to, uh, you know, and I certainly know that CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC don't want to report on this story. But the fact of the matter is when anybody's under federal investigation and that they were doing business with someone at the time when that federal investigation was started for what was going on at that moment. Then you also have to look into Hunter Biden, which they're not going to do. But we're going to tell you what a dirtbag this guy is. Mm -hmm. And this is actually small potatoes right here. There's far much going inside with the uh, Biden administration to worry about, CV. Yeah. And if if any report does come out about this in five years, because you know they're going to drag this out forever. Right. They're they're going to whitewash it just like they did with Hillary. They're going to say, well, Hunter showed... Poor judgment, but nothing he did was illegal. No judge in this country would take this on and convict him of anything. So we're just going to say bad Biden, bad Hunter Biden, <laughs> but we're going to we're going to let you go with a, a strongly worded letter. <laughs> it's sad. It's true, though. It really is. Listen, guys, Joe Messina is on the line. We're going to come back. We're going to remember Xander Gibb right after this. Joe Messina on the line with us. Don't go anywhere. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Deck 94.9, you know, on the start of our tribute to Xander Gibb, who left us last week, unfortunately, with heavy hearts, uh, as the Lord called Xander home, obviously. We have a great guest, and uh, you know the show. It's The Real Side with Joe Messina. Joe also had Xander on on a weekly basis. So, Joe Messina, thanks for coming on Freedom on Deck, my man. It's uh, I've been waiting to get you on. Well, I'm excited to be on it, and thank you know, thanks for having me. And, and you're right, under under these circumstances, not so great. But you know what? You and I got to share in in his life, which we is, did. I think, it's a great thing, you know. And and to your point, I mean, he would make me laugh. I mean, thank God I didn't record the breaks because I think those <laughs> have got both of us both of us put in jail in in, in, in some cases. But uh, but the great but no, no. the it, great thing with it, what you did on your show though was during those breaks on the Facebook Live, we saw it. I you know, I don't think we could ever hear it, but I'd see you sometimes like either your mouth would drop or you'd laugh. So I always figured Xander was uh was getting oh, yeah. a rouse out of you. Oh yeah, no question. And and it was no holes barred when we were on the breaks, I'll tell you what. So, I, bet. Um, I bet. But, you know, when I met him or, or when we first connected, it was not under, I won't say it was under adversarial uh, kind of situation, but he had heard through the grapevine that I had said something uh, disparaging about the gay community. And 
he had reached out to me several times and we started to talk about it. I said, I'll tell you what, are you comfortable having this conversation on live radio? And he said, sure, I would. So he, you know, first time he came on, it was live. It was about the issue he had with me. And and I won't say we patched it up 100%, but he, in his words, he was glad to hear that I wasn't coming at it in a in a in an ideological way that I really had an opinion and I had facts behind the opinion and he was good with that. So from that point on, we had him on uh, to your point uh, about every week to talk about uh, issues going on. And it wasn't just because he was a, a gay man; it was because he was close to it. He he fought for gay rights and and was very much involved in the gay community until. They went very far left to a point where he was uncomfortable even promoting them anymore. So we were always able to have those frank conversations that I believe that you and me and, and others would love to have with our uh, some of our gay acquaintances or lesbian acquaintances, but you're always afraid to say something. And he told me from day one, nope, all questions on the table are fine because I know where your heart's at. And, what, and that that was the thing about having Xander on. We would have those conversations as well, the the way that I uh, hooked up with Xander was I just called in one night because he had a guest on that I didn't agree with. And, and we kind of got fiery. And then he, you know, he said, Hey, great having you to call in. And he didn't know who I was. And then I told him, and then we eventually started bringing Xander on freedom on deck. And I'll tell you, Joe, the real thing. And I don't know if you had this experience with Xander as well. And Joe Messina is on the line with us from the real side out in California. Great show. Please tune in. And, and Joe, you know, when Xander passed, and I was alerted by Julio Rivera, uh, who we have on, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot, and Julio messaged me, and he told me that Xander had passed, and when I put it out there, I didn't realize how many of our listeners in Connecticut, on Long Island, in Rhode Island, oh, yeah. loved Xander, and so oh, yeah. many, a flood of messages about what they thought of Xander, and I'm going to read them off later during this show. He was probably one of our most popular guests. I don't know what your experience was, uh, Joe, oh, yeah. but he was one of our most popular guests for sure. People, people always ask, you know, how come Xander's not on anymore? Did you guys have a fight in the beginning? I said, no. You know, understand he's in England. There's a 10-hour difference. It's tough on him. He has to get up at, I don't know what it was, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. It's not fair to him. Um, so, and, and it was hard to pre-record at first, but, you know, once we got the rhythm down, we were able to make it happen. So it was, you know, it was never uh, an issue of not wanting him on at all, ever. Right. And you're right. I mean, people would email me, message me and say, you know, Xander's not on, what's going on, what's happening kind of thing. So, um, yeah, you're right. And and his following was was a heck of a lot bigger than any of us really thought. But I'm, I'm not, none of us really believe this to be true. But none of us really brought him on because of his following we brought him on because he was honest yeah he was real about you know who he was and yes. and how he felt about the community you could have those conversations with him and he was great he could you know he could fire it off on you and he could give you that perspective and you know for a while there i was asking xander i said i i hate when we do that with you like when we're going to talk about um caitlin jenner possibly running because i don't want to do the identity politics that the left does and Xander said, "You're not because you're not you're not you're not doing that." But we still need to talk about it. And I'm a gay man, so it's not it's okay to do that. I think the identity <laughs> politics that the left uses is something different than what me and you may use when Xander was on the show because we had an understanding and we just wanted that perspective, right, Joe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We wanted to hear it. Look, I remember one of the conversations I had with him. I said, Xander, 
I do not believe you're part of this group. So you need to help me understand, you know, the gay pride parade in New York city. I don't, as a straight guy looking out there, cause I know a lot of other gay men, I don't see that as, as a real representation of the gay community. Do you guys like, you know, walking around with the penis pouches and, and, and pink bows. <laughs> is, is, is that what you're proud of? And man, he cracked up laughing. He goes, you know, I am glad you said something about that because that is not who we are, you know, and, and it gave him an opening and it gave my listeners, look at, I have a whole bunch of uh, right-wing, hardcore conservative Christian listeners who at first were saying, why, why are you giving this gay man a microphone? I go, you know what? Because God tells us to love all people. That's okay? right. We're all his creation, number one. Number two is his his lifestyle, whether you believe in it or not, or believe it to be a sin or not, it's not between me, Xander, and my listeners. It's between Xander and God, period. Okay? And Xander had a love for people, and that's why I brought him up. I wanted you to see that you don't go running up to all gay people, sticking your finger in their faces, telling them they're wrong and, and hating on them, because it's not what we're called to do. Let you cast the first stone. And I'll tell you, you know, and, and Xander was so good with that, too, that sometimes I would get a reaction like that and I would get angry. And because I Xander was my friend and I loved him, you know, I, and I did. And I cried when I already passed away because not only did I have him on the show, I would, you know, Xander would message me, say, hey, you, you want to chit chat a little? And we'd just call each other. We'd talk for hours and, and we'd be talking about Trump and we'd be talking about the direction that we're going in and the direction that the UK is going in, what's happening here, especially with yeah. Biden. He hated Joe Biden. And um, I know. <laughs> Yes, he did. And, and I know that I know that he's still up there and he's and he's looking down at me. He's like, you you know, Chet, we've gotta do we've gotta work really hard here. And he was one of the really devout supporters of the president. And what I'm what I mean by the president is the one that actually won the election in yes. 2020. <laughs> uh, a great Donald Trump supporter. And he wants this thing turned around. I do too. You know, and, and Xander left. In an area when uh, the country, I don't know if we're moving backwards, but it, it kind of has that feeling to it, Joe. Uh, missing it does, that kind does. of voice. And what do you think about that? No, I think you're exactly right. You know, it was really funny. He would tell me, uh, you know, we, we would be, be t he would send me stories during the week that would make my hair stand up. And then, uh, so we talk about them on the show. And, and one of the things he was really, he, he said at one point that his, I think it was his niece or something, uh, somebody said, have you told your niece that you're gay? And he goes, she's a baby. Right. She's a kid. Why do I have to? That is not who I am. I'm Uncle Zan. Right. I'm not Uncle Gay Zan. Right. Or Uncle Xander the gay man. I mean, I love the way he always put it out. They go, show, do you run around and say, hi, I'm Joe Bucina, heterosexual? I mean, you don't do that. Right. So he said, we have to stop doing that. People are people. I'm just a guy that's working in the in the media world and yeah, if I, if I want, you know, if I'm in a certain situation where I would say, look, I'm a gay talk show host, that's fine. But it's not, it doesn't define who I am. It and I agreed with him. I wish more people felt that way. So do I. And I think that's what he brought to the table, that some people didn't know how to react with that, especially the left. And you, one time when I was on the show with him and I could watch in, uh, with his show, and somebody came in and started attacking him about his support for the president. And Xander lit into him and he went up and down for about five. And I'm on the line. I'm the guest. I'm the guest. And right. I'm just listening. And he lit into this guy. And he told them, I'm banning you. You don't come on here. You don't talk about my president that way. And it was just, it was so refreshing because he believed 
what he spoke, and that is so rare right now. Uh, you know, and you know, you know, he wasn't a, he wasn't a fan of President Trump in the beginning. Right? I know, you know, I know, I know that he was, a, <laughs> and he, and it was, it took a little while, but he was in the end, he, uh, he believed the actions that President Trump was Bingo. pushing forward, and he was yep. keeping his promises, and he was doing what he said, and that's why uh, he supported him like he did. No, you're you're exactly right. That's what he said. He said, "Look, uh, the man came out there. I didn't trust him. I thought he was a blowhole. He was just trying to make something of himself." Right. He said, "But he, but he's but he's doing what he said he was going to do. He's making the changes he said he was going to make. You know, uh, they call the man homophobic, yet he's you know, he's put more." Uh, gay and, and, and lesbian people in positions of authority than any other president before him. You know, he just went right down the whole list. And um, he was very disheartened at the direction the gay and lesbian community who were, who were you know, beating on Trump. He was very disheartened at the way that they were going because he said they have no real information. They're just working off of what they see screaming on television. Right. And that was the part of Xander that a lot of people would get confused. And I have Joe Messina on the, the line, the real side with Joe Messina, Monday through Fridays. And uh, you can check him out. Uh, where's the best place to go for the show, Joe? JoeMessina.com? Yeah, just go, just go to the, the real side.com or the Joe Messina show.com. You'll get stations and times, and uh, we have we have an app online. We have, we, oh, you I have always, the app. That's right. That's right. Right. I always I always joke and say we're like we're like horse manure on a ranch. You can <laughs> find us anywhere. You know. <laughs> but but the the interesting <laughs> thing about Xander and yeah, I wanted to promote the show before I forget. I've done that before, and people get ticked off of me. Yeah, but, I don't know. I got you. <laughs> but with uh with Xander, it was interesting because you think he'd go one way on a topic, and he wouldn't. For example, gay marriage. And we would talk about that. He did. He didn't believe in gay marriage. And one time I said, "Well, is it? What are you against?" And he said, "Well, I'm a Christian." And I said, "But isn't that?" And he says, "Well, yes, there is parts of my lifestyle that God does not approve. That's my issue with God, and we're gonna bingo. And we're gonna settle that. And all the people out there that don't believe me when I say that, that's fine. We don't have to have that discussion. God has that discussion with me in the end. And he was so refreshing. And he would say. They want us to be like I don't want to be like you. We 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 fought so long not to be like you, and it reminded me of a, an old episode of Seinfeld, uh, <laughs> because Xander had this unique outlook that not everything that they believed in it, it was was in his crawl. It wasn't something Agreed. that he promoted. He promoted what he thought was right, Joe. Yeah. Well, we both the, the agreement we both had. Um, was that, look, every human being deserves to be treated with respect and dignity, okay? It doesn't matter whether I agree with you or not, because, again, one of my mantras on the show is none of this stuff is between you and me, all right? Everything that, that we talk about, if, if you have a different viewpoint than I do, and, and I believe it's biblically incorrect, it's between you and God, not me, you and God. Right. I don't stand next to God going, yeah, go get him, go get him, get You know, it, it's not how it works. So, uh, you know, prove it to be biblically, and we're good. So, uh, he and I always got along in that, in that world, and you're right. I got I got to tell you something. One night, we got into a heavy conversation about the gay, lesbian, transgender lifestyle, and he got he got pretty. You know how he felt about the transgender world. He yes, they they deserve to be treated with you know, but with dignity and respect. But he was upset that they were put in the same group as gay and lesbian people because he said, "Look, we have the parts and pieces. We just want to use them differently." Right. <laughs> right? They, this is what he said, and he said the other ones. 
They don't think those parts and pieces belong to them, so they want to lop them off or add them on. He said it's a whole different thing, and I wish they wouldn't lump us together like that. And he did. And he we, did take that uh, that avenue of they. It was hijacked by the left, and that right. Any gay right. any gay American has to disagree with Donald J. Trump, and they have to be a leftist. And I'll tell you, Xander's not the only. You know how many gay men and women probably out there that are conservative that won't say it. It's the same thing as as how many black and Latinos out there that won't say it. There's a a Latino deli I go to all the time, Joe, and one time we were talking about after the elections, and uh, he's a friend of mine. His name's George, his family, and he, and he says to me, he whispers to me we, we support Trump. And I said, oh, but you're saying that quietly. And he said, yeah, we can't tell our customers that we support Trump. <laughs> that is so messed up, Joe. It is. It, oh, it's more than messed up. It's, it's really, this is, remember, the Democrat group was the one that was for all for freedom of speech. Remember the Berkeley movement and yep. and all of that and transparency and openness and we all should have a say. Well, they've turned that around to where they start off with them. But as long as you agree with us, you have a say. Right. As long as you don't agree with but I gotta tell you something. The night we had that conversation, he got more uh, on my Facebook page, he got more nasties. He was called a homophobe. Oh, I bet. So, when he got on my show the next week, he goes, I want yeah. you to know something. I've learned since I was on your show that I'm afraid of myself. <laughs> I said, I, I don't, what do you mean? He goes, did you see all the homophobe comments? I said, yeah, I did. I just blow them off because those are ignorant people. He goes, yeah, but man, maybe I should check myself. Maybe I am homophobic <laughs> and I'm afraid of my own self. And I thought, and only he could, you know, he could play with that. And he did. He had a ball with it, as you can imagine. Well, he was And a, I said, yeah, th that shows you how nasty they are on the left. They have an ideology, and it doesn't matter what you, it's like calling a black man a racist, I right? Know. Against his own people. Right. You, how much crack you people smoking? Well, that you know, they do that. And it's, and that goes back together with the identity politic. And, and, you know, since Trump was elected, it got so much worse, obviously, because how dare you put somebody in that we didn't approve of? That's right. you know, and that's the kind of of message that Xander had. We finally put somebody in that the people wanted, and that's why this is all happening now. Do you remember his? Do you remember his inauguration speech? There was a there was a line he used in that speech that every one of those hardcore lefties passed out on. All right, I yeah. said after he said that line, you heard a large collective thump, and he said, "Today, I return power back to the people." Yes. Okay. Yes. I will never forget that line. I don't like those speeches anyhow, ever. But he said that line. I said, oh, my God, forgive me. That's what will get him killed. If they come after him, that's the line that seals it for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, scary. It is scary. You know, um, thank you for coming on the show, Joe. Uh, you know, this was, a, this was someone that I really loved a lot. I'm going to yep. miss him. I'm going to miss him every week. Um, he was a big part of this show and I know he's a big part of your show and I want to mm -hmm. thank you for coming on and just giving us a little peek into what you knew about Xander Gibbon. And I just want to thank you for that. Well, listen, thanks for doing this because there's only a couple of us really, truly only a couple of us who knew him. Well, uh, knew his heart, knew what he was all about. And usually when something like this happens in our industry, people are forgotten quickly. Yeah. And, and Xander's one of those guys that, uh, Really, from from the heart, you you could never get mad at him for anything he said you didn't agree with because it was always from the heart. So that's Joe Messina from the real side, 
And uh, first of many, hopefully, for Joe to come on, and we thank him so much. We appreciate it. Stay right here, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk, Fox News. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Coming up next will be the wonderful Mr. Julio Rivera. It's been a while since he was on. He had a great relationship with Xander. Xander helped him out a lot with the reactionary times, especially when Julio's father passed. Xander stepped up and pretty much took over for a while. So we'll talk to Julio about his time with Xander on Xander's show, Xander's time with the reactionary times. I do have a statement put out from Brian Bro. One of the wonderful hosts on Freedom on Deck about Xander Gibb. Xander Gibb, you were one of a kind. Your talents and insights not only inspired others, but also gave them perspective in a world that so desperately needs it. Your radio show brought many the entertainment and laughs that only you could deliver. You have a whole new audience now, and though we are sure your delivery may not change, your topics definitely will. Rest peacefully, my friend, in the loving presence of God and with all those who have gone on before us. We will all meet again in that wonderful place. That is from Brian, who is going through a lot of loss himself. His stepmother and his cousin a few weeks back, his father last month. So it was kind of hard bringing the news of Xander's passing to somebody that has so much going on in his life right now that's that's uh, dealing with strife and sometimes it when it rains it pours cv sometimes when it rains it pours so we got the vice president she went over to guatemala not the border though not the border but she said she could go to the border she could go to europe sometime uh that was her wonderful excuse when she was asked but it was funny to see her showed up in guatemala cv and the protesters that were awaiting <laughs> Miss Harris, I loved every single second. Seeing the video was great, too. When the sign said, you didn't win, Trump's the president. <laughs> so many, so many, so many good things that I saw coming out of Guatemala the other day. And you know what? They're absolutely right. And I'm glad she got that reaction. And I was glad to see the Guatemalan president saying... You're the reason we have so much strife going on here, and you should be at the border in the United States dealing with your problems over there. CV, I got to tell you, this woman, she's as dumb as dog, you know what? Every time she's asked anything of any importance by the, well, there's not, not often that they do that anyway, but she just cackles. It's one of the things I hate about her. She's doing a terrible job. Yeah, just like Hillary Clinton used to cackle. Yeah. <laughs> Similarly annoying. And I believe that the president of Guatemala, Alejandro Giamatti, if I'm pronouncing it right, is pro-Trump. And yeah. uh, he blames the Biden regime for this illegal immigration crisis, and rightly so. But yeah. the Biden regime is trying to blame him. So, of course, he's going to say, <laughs> hey, you know, and all this proves what I've been saying for years, that the people from Central America 
who are trying to get into this country are not the best and the brightest. They right. are the worst. They are the worst and the dumbest. Trump pointed that out before I understood it, you know, back in 2015. That's right. one of the reasons why I began supporting him, because he made so much sense. But uh, but look at the people of Guatemala holding up the signs that Trump won, that Toe should go home. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are tall. They are proud. They are clean, well-dressed, well-fed, successful business people and hard workers who look happy and content. There doesn't seem to be too many reasons to seek asylum in America. So it's the lazy slugs who want to benefit from the Biden regime's social programs and all the freebies. So, Kamala, if you want to see the cause of the illegal migration, just look in the mirror. And, you know, the other part of it was when she stood in front of the microphones and said, if you're trying to come to the border, don't. Well, that, that, you know, okay, listen, that could have came four months ago and it would have been at least I could have said it's a little more poignant, but she said it because she had to, and they're not going to stop coming in. I mean, they're getting, from what I heard, and this is a story uh, that I haven't looked into greatly, I'm going to do it after the show, they're flying migrant children into our country and dropping them off by plane. Yeah, I mean, I mean, have you seen that one, CV? Yeah, it's that's it, because it, that's because they're under so much political persecution, you know. Yeah, sure. We're under political persecution. Exactly. All right, listen, Julio Vera's coming. We are up against it. We'll talk to you guys when we get back. More stories about the wonderful Xander Gift coming up. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9. Continuing with our tribute for the one and only X-Rad himself, Mr. Xander Gibb. I have another close confidant on the phone line with me right now. And all of our listeners know this gentleman quite well. I'm talking about the Conservarican, Mr. Julio Rivera. Julio, how are you, pal? I'm I'm very happy always to talk to you. I wish it was under different conditions, though. Yeah. Um, yep. Definitely a, a really difficult, rough week. Um, you know that that news, you know, really hit hard. It did. I was uh, you, you were the one that told me, and I was in shock. Uh, I I did a, a bit of crying there, and uh, then just tried to remember what Xander would want us to do, which is to move on with the same movement and fervor that we always have. When did you first link up with Xander? What do you remember about that? And what caught your attention? Because you're a contributor to Newsmax. You're a contributor to Town Hall, all these, The Hill, you name it. You've got the Reactionary Times. You're the owner of the Reactionary Times. And I know he has uh, a a little history with the Reactionary Times too. But what was it about Xander that hit you first and uh, 
basically brought him into the avenue of reactionary times and your world? You know, it, he, he approached me to do his show and I was, I, you know, it was very early on. I just started doing media. People think I've been around forever, but the truth is I've only been around about five or six years doing stuff. So um, when he asked me, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, I was very, very excited to do, you know, radio. And I didn't really know him at the time. I mean, like I knew of him and we clicked the first time that we, you know, we did uh, radio together and I used to do his show weekly. I would always do a show with Andrea Kay. We would do like a Wednesday thing, but we would be on every week. And it seemed like it went on for like a year or something. Yeah. Um, and he was just a great guy. He was a, such a talented writer. I mean, he wrote a novel. Um, he was a good columnist, incredible um, opinions. He was always very sharp with things. And, you know, um, one of the things that I'll never forget and, you know, that Xander did for me, and this is like, you know, was very, very, very important to me, was um, when my father died in the aftermath of the hurricanes in Puerto Rico. Yep. Um, I had to go, you know, basically bury my dad, um, you know, go see my mom over there. But we didn't have electricity still. I didn't have Internet. I couldn't maintain you know, uh, reactionary times for a while there. And I went away for about two and a half weeks and Xander literally ran the website for me. You know, he edited contributions. He wrote every day and updated the site. And it was just something that I'll never forget, you know, and he was happy to do it, you know, very understanding, always a really good guy. It always seemed like whenever there was something crazy going on, that would be like when he would pop up in like my messenger or something. And then I would, I would talk to him. I had a lot of really good conversations with him. He was always a very understanding ear, a great guy. One of the last things, and it's really sad because of the, um, the, pa the pandemic played into this in a sense, but when he went back to London, cause I live in Europe now. And my plan last summer was to travel all throughout Europe because I was like, okay, well, you know, it's not a big deal. You know, I can take a one hour, two hour flight to anywhere and, and basically in Europe and visit. And he had, he told me, he was like, you know, I got a flat now, two bedroom, you can come and visit and you should come out and hang out. And I was like, I was planning on seriously doing that, but the, the pandemic, you know, really got in the way. So I would have had finally an opportunity to meet him in person, but unfortunately that didn't work out. Yeah. That, you know, and it, that is sad too. I remember you, you telling me that eventually you were going to go try to meet up with Xander and, and I would have loved to meet up with him as well. It's funny because for freedom on deck we've always had some standards when we started the show as far as our guests goes and who comes on uh and repeat guests kind of and and you know you get other guests as well you know how, how it is with uh with radio mm -hmm. but um right now uh, years down the line it was still you and xander which was was always uh really cool and to lose that you know it it does hurt because he was such a great guy and he communicated in such a way. And me and Joe Messina were talking about this too. It wasn't identity politics, but it was good to have that voice in the room as, it, you know, as a gay man that supported uh, Donald Trump and that was a conservative. That voice was important because a lot of the times we get slapped around with the uh, the target of they're homophobes, they're racist, they're against women, <laughs> they want to kill old people. All which is true, of course. I'm just all which is <laughs> all which is nonsense. And um, it was good to have that voice there. But the most important thing about Xander, I think, as a guest, w was he was so poignant with a lot of the 
the uh, issues, and I think he really always did a great job like that, and I know you probably feel the same way. And it, it was the news cycle and everything mm-hmm. that was happening over there and over here, I think you guys always sounded really great together. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I really appreciated about him is because, you, you know, you have certain, I guess, pundits that their their whole identity, everything about them, the only thing that you ever really take away from them is that they're gay. You know, with Xander, he could talk about the issues and, and how they affected all people and what was going on and why it was important to stop, you know, the movements of socialism and cancel culture and all these things. But he spoke about them, you know, basically as a conservative, not necessarily as a gay conservative, but just as a conservative. Right. You know, he was just one of those, he was one of those people that didn't always make it about sexuality. And that's really what I appreciated about it. Like, you know, like you can talk to Xander about politics for hours and never does the gay issue have to come up. You know, and, and stuff. He had a real good grasp on current events. He had a great grasp on what's actually going on, you know, uh, be, beyond the spin that, they say, the mainstream media tries to put on everything. And, you know, that's something that we, we, it's a serious loss because I think that he was a guy that was poised to, you know, once he, and I know he was in the process of getting things together and launching another great show. Um, and I, I think that he would have been a really, really important voice. Um, again, not just for gay, for the gay community, but for, for conservatives, for all conservatives. And I'm glad you mentioned that. A few weeks away from that, I believe he was getting geared up. He was going to be bringing me and you and uh, the mm-hmm. wheelhouse. He was always really dedicated to the folks that started it with him. And that was one, one mm-hmm. of the good things. And, and I think me and you have kind of become like that as well, where... You know, I'm going to be calling you years down the line. God willing, I'm still doing something like this. I don't I don't know that it'll always be on 94.9 or that it'll always be freedom on deck. But uh, that run that we've had, we're moving on to six years on terrestrial FM radio and now with the uh, umbrella of Fox News over it. And you and Xander, some of the best voices in the room, and I mean that when I say... I can bring on, um, you know, if, if it's a national guest, that's great. But you guys meant a lot. And when Xander passed, Willie, I'll tell you, when I put it out on Facebook and I didn't put any details of, of what happened, and I don't know that we're all really 100% sure. Me and you kind of know uh, what the situation was. But so many of our listeners got on there and were saying what a great guy Xander was and how much they enjoyed listening to him. He he made sense to the people because he talked in common sense, Julio. Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely did. He was very relatable. Um, one of the things that I've always kind of related to him in this it was that I was kind of, you know, a, a middle of the road. And at some points in my life, I was even I would even I self-identify as a Democrat. Yeah. And, you know, that was something that he did in his past. And, you know, he changed, you know, we, we all change. We all come to the light. Uh, eventually, if we're lucky, if we're smart enough, if we can look past the BS and stuff. And he was always a very sharp guy. And he, you know, he, he basically, you know, made that important change in his life. I have, I've dedicated my life to it much like Xander did. And, you know, we were, you know, it, it's basically, it's a law. It's like a, it's like, it's a brotherhood, man. It really it is. Is. It is, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, we've been doing this for a long time. We've been fighting for the same issues. We've been fighting alongside each other. And, you know, it's basically, you know, it's almost like we're at a war and, you know, he's one of our one of our fellow comrades is 
is gone, you know, and it's really, really sad. Like it's going to be, it's going to be uh, a while before we get over, over this, you know, it's, it's, we probably never will, you know, cause it's, it's really a sad thing. No, we won't. And he was also a, a big voice with the, uh, the Chris Saucier story. And obviously you were as yes. well. And, and Zan and myself and Xander, uh, really got involved pretty well with uh, Sadie and Chris, where they were almost like family together. And, um, you know, they had built up this relationship that really went beyond, uh, f you know, get getting Chris a pardon. But, you know, one time I was talking to Xander, and he, and he told me, doesn't it feel good to accomplish something like that? And I said, well, the, the ability of us to accomplish it or or with it, whether it was a lot. And he said, no, 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 don't shortchange yourself. We, we were the ones carrying the ball with that, and it did make a difference. And people that you don't think necessarily would hear things like that do get word back, and it does start, start the ball rolling. And one of the things he liked to say was that he feels like he got Trump elected as well or helped with people that maybe tuned on to the station and and I feel the same way about that. I'm gonna miss Xander though, Julio, because of the uh, the nightmare that we're going through right now with this administration. And and he was always one to pull no punches. And have having that discussion without him, I think is gonna uh, it's gonna hurt a little bit, just a little. Yeah, it most certainly is. You know, in in, in a sense, because there's just so many bad things going on right now. Like you know, if we look at it. Biden has been president um, basically less than five months. Yeah. And look at how much the country has already changed. I mean, we, we have a disaster in every way. You know, I was recently on um, Black News Channel, which is a pretty – the show that I was on was a pretty much a, a left-leaning show. And, and one of the arguments that I made was, well, you know, they, like, you know they're, they're sitting there and they're kind of dancing on the grave of Trumpism because they think it's dead – because of, you know, they, they're going out and dis disseminating that type of propaganda that they're, you know, that they're 2022 is already lost and Trump will never be, you know, um, renominated for presidency and, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, but the truth of the matter is that I put it right to them. I'm like, you show me, you explain to me, you articulate to me one metric where America is actually doing better now that we have Biden as president. And listen, right. I do for America first. Yeah, it's so true. It's first. true. Yeah, show me, show me, show me. Okay, so yeah, all right. So what? What? Where are we doing better now that Joe Biden is the president? And they couldn't really come up with anything substantive. I mean, they they tried to make the point. Well, you know, there there less people have died of COVID than did last year. And I'm like, well, that's because we didn't have a lot of the treatments and a lot of like it was a nonsensical sort of argument. Like right. you know. Like, okay, well, you know, and, 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 and President Trump had the entire year. And, and you, you should know, have said, and don't forget, we uh, President Trump, fa you know, fast-tracked those vaccines. Exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> that actually reflects well, that would actually reflect well on Trump that we're having less, less people dying of COVID right now because of Operation Work Speed. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, so there, it's, it's, it's really a logical argument to try to, you know, say in any way, shape, or form, that America is better off now because we certainly are not. I think another thing that's indicative of that is the border crisis. Yes. You know, obviously, you know, we 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 have a serious problem that the media has stopped talking about. Yep. They don't bring it up anymore because it's embarrassing for the administration. 
you know, we had the, the massive cyber attack that we had last month that affected, uh, you know, the fuel supply chain. I think we're going to have a lot more of those. I think as the summer heats up, that's the one thing I'm worried about probably more than anything is that we're going to, I think infrastructure is going to get hit up next. They're projecting weakness. I mean, that's really what winds up happening. You, you, you project ineptitude and weakness. And when and that's what happens when you have a weak leader. I mean, listen, this guy can't even get his thoughts together. He can't even get through a press conference without numerous flubs. You know, obviously his uh, mental faculties aren't what they used to be. You know, we basically, and then, and then his backup is, is, you know, the cackler in chief, if she ever becomes president, because she can't answer any questions. No, she literally cannot answer any questions, Chad. If you ask her something that's difficult and you take her to task on it, she just kind of laughs it off. I know. She's expecting, she's expecting the, the, the uh, media to not really press her. So that's why I was kind of uh, impressed um, the other day when there was an interview. I, I forget the gentleman's name that was interviewing her, but he was taking her to task on the fact that she hadn't been to the border. And she basically, her response was to basically to laugh it off, yeah. you know, and that's not, that's not leadership. That's not leadership. And believe me, the world is watching. The world is watching the deterioration of American exceptionalism and they are ready and poised to take advantage. And in many ways they already are, you know, a lot of times when, when we have these, these types of cyber intrusions, we don't find out until after the fact. And I think we're just going to continue to have news come out about how America is getting hit relentlessly and nonstop because we're projecting that weakness. I agree 110%. And I think uh, Xander Gibb would agree 110% with you, Julio. So we're coming up against it. I appreciate you coming on uh, to talk about our dear friend Xander. I know the Rivera Nation is happening right now. Tell our listeners a little bit about Rivera Nation. Okay, Rivera Nation is a uh, weekly uh, talk, uh, politics, political talk show. You can check it out as of right now on our Facebook page, Rivera Nation. You can definitely log into on a daily basis, ReactionaryTimes.com, for all your conservative news and opinion. Julio, thanks a lot, brother. Thanks a lot. God bless, man. Cheers, cheers. Everybody, that was the one and only Mr. Julio Rivera. Coming on to talk about our good pal Xander Gibb. I'm sure he'll be smiling down at Julio while he's over there and while we're over here and while you don't go anywhere because we've got a hot topic coming up. Once again, the last, last guest of the day is going to be Keith Lewis. You might know him as Swoop from Swoop's World. Xander had him on all the time, and he's going to come on towards the end of the program and get us his opinion about the one and only Mr. X-Rad Xandermonium, Xander Gibb himself. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk. That was some wonderful stuff from Julio. Coming up next, we have Swoop, Keith Lewis, and 
he is the host of Swoop's World. He had been coming on with Xander for eight years. Before we even knew who Xander was, Keith was doing the uh, the old Xander Gibbs show at uh, the t- a time, I guess, when Xander's politics were a little different. But I think uh, the left just got too left for Mr. X-Rad. And, and just as, as it has for so many people out there that actually don't smoke crack, they actually wake up and see that... Uh, that things have gone in a bad direction. So Swoop will be coming up with us next. So everybody remembers what happened when the left stream media got so upset when they said Donald Trump cleared out Lafayette Park just to take a stunt picture with a Bible, right? But that didn't happen, okay? It didn't happen as usual. An internal government investigation found no evidence that protesters were forced out of a park near the White House last year to clear the way for then-President Donald Trump to pose for photos outside a graffiti church. Uh, Interior Department Inspector General Mark Lee Greenblatt released a 37-page report Wednesday that said that the violent clear-out in Lafayette Park had nothing to do with Trump's photo out op, concluding that the contractor installing anti-scale fencing in response to the destruction of property and injury to the officers in previous two days was instead to blame. So here's the thing, CV. The reason I bring this story up Everybody loves to jump on the president and his supporters before there's any evidence shown, before there's any kind of uh, red tape, anything that's really been done. And they prove to be wrong every single time. And then when it comes out, they don't say they're sorry. They don't say they're sorry to the president. They don't say they're sorry to us. They just go running away with their tail between their legs and wait for the next uh, lie to be started. Because the truth doesn't matter to them, and they're not, then they have no shame. And President Donald J. Trump, the only president I recognize, is vindicated again. Doesn't the leftist propaganda machine get tired of being wrong? Don't they get tired of Trump constantly smacking them down with the truth? They, they also mocked him for claiming he was being spied on. Remember that? Well, oh, yeah. th- that proved to be true, too. In fact, he's still being t- spied on. The raid on Giuliani's office proves that Giuliani yep. is Trump's personal attorney. It's unconstitutional what they did there. Trump is the most unconstitutionally abused president in American history. They mocked him for saying that the Chicom virus was probably created in the Wuhan lab. The, uh, boy, did they jeer him for that one. Well, it's all over the news now that he was right. In fact, many insist that Fauci be fired for lying about that. And he should also be prosecuted for covering the asses of the CCP. And there are so many more examples. And just wait until these audits are finished. <laughs> you know what? I really wish we hit on Fauci a little more today. I think we're going to hit on that a lot next week, though. Yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. There are, there are some real reckonings coming down the aisle for the Biden false administration the one that does not and we only recognize donald j trump as the president here on freedom on deck and uh if you don't like that you don't have to listen you can go listen to the npr that's a government cleared radio for you so if you're so if you're a brainwashed idiot go turn npr on and forget about listening to us all righty hey listen we got swoop coming up of course talking about his time with xander early on eight years back starting with xander gibb 
And we are remembering the one and only X-Rad. Right here on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Golden brown, fine attemptress. Through the ages she's heading west. From far away, stays for a day. Never a frown with a golden brown. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. With the last featured guest of the day as we've been paying tribute to Xander Gibb. And if, if any of you don't know who Xander is, then you haven't been listening to our show at all because he was on with us on a constant basis every other week. And for the very reason that I just loved having him on the program. He always brought me on. I was always honored to do any type of segment with Xander, whatever we were talking about, it didn't matter because he always did such a fantastic and great job. And we thank everybody for the kind words that they put out to us about Xander. On the line with us right now, he was a uh, pretty much weekly guest of Xander's for quite a while. And I started bringing him on our show because he just uh, hit the nail on the head every time with the Zan man. I figured he could do it over with Freedom on Deck. We're talking about Swoop, Mr. Keith Lewis himself on the line. Keith, Swoop, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man, Chad. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'd like to say I'm happy to be here, but under yeah. these circumstances, it's, it's, it's a little tough, man. But uh, Yeah, yeah. I always enjoy uh, being on Freedom on Deck, and uh, like you said, I always enjoyed uh, doing things with Xander. Yeah, everything that we were saying today, under these circumstances, we kind of said that with Joe and with Julio, but I know one thing about Xander Gibb. He would want us to carry on, and he would want us to keep championing the message of uh, basically keeping our nation free over there across the pond, keeping all the scoundrels out and hunting out all the rats. That was what Xander was all about. When you first started speaking with Xander and you became a voice on his program, what hooked you guys up? Where did you guys start off from, Keith? You know, I, I was, I've been thinking about that all week. Um, you know, I've, Xander and I have been doing things together off and on for probably about eight or nine years. Wow. And before, uh, before he was into the politics and stuff, and, you know, I talk to people a lot of times about uh, podcasting and, 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 and radio and social media and stuff, and, and a lot of times it's, you know, we have a lot of negative connotations to those things just because of stuff that you know we all go sure through. yep uh but i've made so many great connections like freedom on deck like xander modium and, and a few other people um through this through this medium and you know xander and i, I i'm not sure if we we first connected back on the blog talk radio days or whatnot uh i know he was on a guest on my show back around 2013 2014 and he started having me on his show we talked about a variety of subjects, and we just connected. Uh, we we didn't always agree, but we always had a great time talking about it. And yeah. Now was the thing about that was the thing about the X Man is that uh, you know he's always open to discussion. He's always open to hear your point of view. Matter of fact, he he he'll freely admit he he changed his point of view. I mean, I guess he was a died in the uh, died in the wool uh, leftist uh, back in the day. 
and he became a conservative, uh, you know, because of discussions he had with different people. I, yeah. I, I, I think it was Andrea. Uh, a big one was Gina Loudon for him. Uh, Gina Loudon. Gina yeah, Loudon was exactly. the big one, the big one. Right. So, you know, we, we connected a long time ago, we, and we stayed connected. Uh, a lot of laughs, a lot of laughs, a lot yeah. of laughs. And, um, you know, uh, and, you know, when he, when he, when he got his, uh, his teeth into something that he was uh, uh, passionate about, then, uh, you know, open up the floodgates. Let's chat, let's talk about it, and let's, uh, let's try to drive people to the right direction. There was so many times, because I started going on with Xander, Probably, I want to say 2015, right before, actually, probably during the election cycle. I think Trump was already in the race, and that's where things really started to pick up. I remember he was a Ted Cruz supporter first, and so was I at that time. And and when I got to know Xander, he said, well, I was a Democrat. I didn't know him at the time. I didn't hear the show back then. I, uh, I, I would see him on with Andrea here and there. I saw him with Julio and a few other people, and I decided to listen to him. I added him as a friend, as nowadays you just add whoever you want, and that's uh, that's how uh, Facebook operates right now. But as soon as I started to call him, and he started figuring out who I was, you know, eventually he said, why don't you come over? And then I was able to bring him on our show. And for me with Xander, and f- also with you and a lot of our other guests that I keep coming on, uh, on a, a weekly basis, sometimes monthly more with Freedom on Deck, is uh, it's the quality of the character. It's the discussion we can have. It's not who you are. It's your message. And I think with Xander, that was so important because he was willing to talk to the other side, especially like you said, he was a Democrat. But what he told me is it was going far too left for him. But he kept bringing on the guests that he always did. And eventually... They got ticked off because Xander changed his position and started uh, uh, believing in the MAGA movement. He lost a lot of those guests, but I think he was always willing to talk, wasn't he, Swoop? He was always willing to talk, and he was always willing to not look back. You don't want to come on my show anymore because you don't like the right. direction I'm, I've gone. Then keep on stepping. I, I've got, I've got my beliefs. I believe on them. I'm strong. I have you know strong commitment to them. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll create another tribe. And, you know, that's kind of what he did. He didn't, he didn't kick people out of his, uh, his bubble, but if you left and uh, on, your, on your own free will, eh, goodbye. And he never looked back. Or if you were tardy, if you, <laughs> he had a few get together, <laughs> so upset at this one guy, he'd be like, this is the last time. <laughs> you know, it's like, every time he would do that, I'm thinking, you know, that he might be listening to trying to get it. <laughs> <laughs> said it then. Well, I used to know Keith <laughs> at Swoop from Swoop's World is on with us right now. And check out, check out Swoop's show. Swoop's World is, you know, basically on all the podcasting uh, channels and, 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 and uh, providers out there. And you can find it. This one guy was coming on a lot with Xander. And uh-huh. I, for, I, I forgot his name. I can't think of his name, but he was always late. And I would egg Xander on because, you know, you'd be <laughs> you'd be in the chat room, right? Or me and me and CV, you would be there. Some other I'd be like, yeah. da- I'd be like, damn, Xander, isn't this like the 10th time that guy's late? He would get so pissed I off. I remember a couple times, I remember a couple times, Chad, you go, I'm calling in. He's not <laughs> yeah, I'll take his spot. <laughs> oh. And that was a lot of, you know, that was the other thing about Xander, too. 
was laughing. You know, sometimes it's something my father used to say, and especially when we're talking about the world of politics and, and everything that's going on in this country right now and abroad, if you don't laugh, you'll go crazy. Oh, and yeah. and oh, I think yeah. that's kind of the reason that I identified with Xander so well is because even though I see things around me that aren't going in a good direction and I'm concerned, and I'm more concerned than ever now, but even though we have that going on, we can't lose track of a sense of humor and a sense of confidence, a sense of family, all those important things which I think Xander Gibb really brought to the table, and it's one of the reasons I loved having him on Swoop. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. We we could discuss <clears throat> we can discuss the most serious thing uh, you know going on in the country or in the world, and right in the middle of that, you know, Xander would he he he'd, he'd say something funny, and he. And he he he'd make a comment, and we'd all start laughing, and then we get back to to the point. Um, and I think we all need to do that. We all need to laugh, uh, you know. And, and this is what's great about this is, you know, after after hearing the news about Xander, um, you know, all my thoughts, all my thoughts about the past, th- th- there was always laughter. Yeah. No matter what we discussed and whatever, all the, all my memories. Yeah. Are, are Good times, uh, good fun times. Even no matter what was what was going on in the world, what, what he was going through, what I was going through, I always remember just the, the laughter part. And and you say family because every time I was on his show, the last thing he would say to me is, is, is make sure he goes say hello to your lovely wife. Yeah, and, you know, and and, yeah. and and I think it wasn't just a, a tagline. I mean, it was, it was something that was heartfelt, and that's how he felt about family, how he felt about the nation, and how how he felt about his guests. Absolutely. You know, that's the first thing he always asked me to, how are, how are the boys? I mean, that was something yeah. that he, he really was all about family and, and all about the, uh, the family unit. It's one of the things he yeah. said, and people would get, you know, even the far left, the liberals would get so upset if Xander would be on and he would say, I don't believe in gay marriage. I'm gay, but I don't believe in gay marriage. Well, it was the position he took. He said, yeah. you know, we, we, we've been trying to uh, stay away from being like you guys for the longest time. Why would I want to get married? <laughs> <laughs> and the other part about it, and, a lot, and, me, and me and Swoop are talking about it right now every week that you'd, you'd go into that chat room. We also had the Xander Gibb drinking game. You remember that one? I think it was every time he said, oh, yes, sirree, you had to take yes, two or three sorry. shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, sirree. And the nicknames. I mean, like I told you, Obama Bathhouse Barry. I mean, that's a great yeah. nickname. And for de Blasio, because of his uh, treatment of the winter storms, de Blasardio. I mean, he just, he always came out with some quick-witted stuff off the cuff. And um, I will definitely miss him big time, man. I had my cry when I heard that he passed. I hope everything was uh, pain-free, um, yeah. and, and I just hope it went over easy for him. I, w- I don't know if you had this experience towards finding that out. I had messaged him a few times, and I wasn't getting an answer, and I just figured because Xander was always getting... Uh, banned on Facebook for things, you know, depending on what he was saying or, or right. whether it was Twitter or Facebook. I didn't know how else to get a hold of him aside from the Skype number that he had, but I figured I would have heard something if something was bad, so I figured it was uh, it was another case of him getting banned, but it sounds like maybe it wasn't, um, which stinks, you know? Yeah, uh, I, 
I messaged him a few weeks back. Uh, yeah. I might have been maybe more than a month now. Uh, but he responded, and, and I just said, I just, just checked, seeing, seeing how, how you're doing, what's that? And he was saying, hey, the show's going to be coming back. You know, uh, I'll, I'll get a hold of you in the next couple months, and, and we're going to, you know, he's, we're going to we're going to start doing it again. I was like, oh, good. And that was the, kind of the last, last, you know, contact I had with him. And, yeah. Uh, and then somebody messaged me on Instagram, uh, direct messaged me on Instagram, and said, you know, did you hear about X? And that's how I found out. And right. It's like, whoa. Yeah. So. It was. Uh, it was, yeah. it was, uh, yeah. when Julio, he called me and I was getting the kids for, you know, we were watching a movie and I told him yeah. cause it was so late and he said, well, I, I have to tell you Xander passed. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what are you serious? And it really hit me because, you know, this was, you know, evening time sitting down with my family and I'm like, you know, one of the guys that I, I, I listen, I loved him. I did. I, yeah. you know, I loved him like a brother. We would. We didn't just talk on the show. He would hit me up. I would hit him. He'd say, give me a call. I'd call. We'd be on the phone. We'd be cracking jokes. We'd be talking about the show. We'd be talking about all the other bad shows that are out there and how much better <laughs> our shows are. <laughs> and he, uh, one of the things that Xander would always say to me, he would say, Chet, if they're not giving you anything back, don't worry about them. And, um, you know, being in, in what I do on a weekly basis, of course, this isn't how I make my money, but he was right, man. If you didn't give him back, he would cut you off. He would. And, and I think that was for good reason. Xander wanted uh, reciprocations, man. If you're, he's going to help you, you can scratch his back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, <laughs> you talk about... Uh, you know, the thing good, good and bad. My joke with him was always, you know, because nothing stopped him. You know, oh, you no. banned me. Now you can find me under this name. <laughs> 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 now you can find me. <laughs> That's what I would say. Like we were the illegal aliens of Facebook. We'd come back with a with a different social security and name. <laughs> uh, I did, oh. you know. And these are the things, like laughing like I am with you right now, It's uh, that's the part I'm going to miss about him, man. You know? Oh, yeah. I really yeah. will. Uh, it's it, it, so many, so many, you know, you, like you and I were talking right before before we got started, you know, the little things, like, you know, when, when the, when the uh, you, can't, you can't sign on or, or the, the, the feed goes to crap, you know? Cause right. Xander would go through that stuff and he would just, oh, man. He would just go off. <laughs> And we'd have a laugh afterwards, and he, he was going to sue Zuckerberg or whoever. And <laughs> <laughs> the worst was when it wouldn't work, and I'd message him, and he'd be like, give me 10 minutes, please. I'm trying to get this under control. <laughs> and and he, would, he would know when I was screwing with him, but he would yeah. do the same thing to me. Who's the guest tonight? Who's the guest? Oh, let me guess. Somebody has a book out. Everybody has a book. <laughs> Is he would tell me that I don't want to have any guests that write books. Everybody <laughs> writes books. <laughs> because I just I read the I read the the post on my website when I when Xander was on way back when, and that was one of the things we were going to talk about his new book. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it is a good. It's actually a good book. Oh yes. Oh you yeah. Know. Absolutely. Boy in the Ice House. That's a that is yeah, a good Boy book. Exactly. And I think they you can get it still. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know how that is. I am going to reach out to his family and see what's going on. 
uh, try to try to get a hold of them and figure out uh, how I can get as much uh, back from his old interviews and try to get some audio put together of of, of all Xander's oh, stuff great. on Freedom on Deck and try to do that. But we're up against it, Keith. We are going to be running off right now. We got one more topic to go. Um, I know everybody check out Swoop's World. Uh, Mr. Swoop himself right now. If I call him Keith, I'm sorry. That's just uh, that's something I'm used to. Swoop, as Xander would say all the time. Everybody should go check you out. And uh, what's the best way to do that? Swoopsworld.com. That's the, that's the best way to do it. You that's mean, it. You could, you can link to there from the to the Facebook page and all that kind of stuff. Go to swoopsworld.com. As a matter of fact, go to the search bar, type in Xander, and uh, listen to that old episode we have with Xander. That's it. Uh, it's a trip down memory lane, man. Hey, Chad, thanks a lot. I appreciate you including me in this, and it's always a great good time to be on FOD, man. Swoop, th- thank you so much. I'm glad to still have you on, you know, and, and it's the uh, guest that kind of went between me and Xander. Everybody, that was Swoop himself. Go check out Swoop's World, and uh, it's nice to get a little laugh in there once in a while. You know, I I don't think Xander would want all of us to be miserable. We have one more topic to go here on Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck. Thank you for being with us on your Sunday, on your day off. We always appreciate that. It was a big day for us. And, of course, last week on the passing of Xander Gibb, a great friend of the show, great friend of me and CV, and Brian, and to all the guests. And I I did want to recognize everybody from the listening area, especially in Connecticut and Long Island, that responded to the post about Xander, I was thinking about reading off all the comments that were made, but I just didn't think I could fit it all in or that I necessarily wanted to go that route. But I want to thank everybody for doing that. Uh, it, we are happy to, to see that Xander had an effect on everybody out there in the listening area and that you enjoyed him as a guest. He was one of, I think, the best that came along. And there was a reason that I wanted his input so much and and the reason is is because he did a good job plain and yeah. simple. I mean it was as simple as that. And um he'll be missed greatly. Very greatly. I I uh I will definitely uh be thinking about Xander the next time we do the show until the next 100 times we do the show. And um we we will uh always carry the torch here at Freedom on Deck for Mr. Xander Gibb. All right, so let's just rock into this a little bit, CV. The U.S. lifts some Iranian sanctions amid a stalled nuclear talk. The administration officials saying there's no connection that the administrative move and Vienna no, no, negotiations 
had anything to do with the decision to lift these sanctions. So these are sanctions that were put on some of these, I don't know if you'd want to call them Iranian officials, they're former Iranian officials, and there are definitely criminals, in my mind here, with the uh, background that we're seeing, and if anybody wants to check the story out, you can find it in the Wall Street Journal. It's also linked up on Fox News and Breitbart. It's just another example of the Democrat Party siding with the mullahs of Iran and the dirty partners that they have in Iran. And really, this has been kind of uh, gaslit by the fact that this administration is so strongly against Israel. And to see that that they're throwing more money to Iran through all this and throwing money towards Hamas, which, by the way, they did a few weeks back, as we talked about here on Freedom on Deck, it's very concerning, CV. And I think that, that uh, uncovering the kind of uh, sanctions that have been lifted for these dirtbags over there that fund terrorism is a great concern, and the Biden administration seems to be perfectly fine with doing just that. Yeah, that's an excellent point. All that money the Obama administration gave Iran was specifically to be used against Israel, to, yes. be, to be honest. And yeah, they're such great negotiators, let me tell you. They lift the sanctions just days before their next meeting on the nuclear deal, and, and the sanctions were lifted... They were primarily on Iran's oil industry just after the Biden regime canceled the Keystone Pipeline again, killing thousands of jobs on Biden's first day in office, just like Obama did. And after Biden ended fracking and did many other things to kill our energy independence. Oh, yeah. No connection there at all. Very recently, the oil, uh, the oil pipelines in the mid to southeast were hacked. Yeah. And and the Biden regime paid a ransom to the hackers. It doesn't get more ridiculous than that. And the story from the left is, well, this is actually Iran's money. Uh, you know, it, it, it's so ridiculous to think that a terrorist state like Iran, who also funds terrorism throughout the Middle East, by the way, that, I mean, they're the biggest terrorist organization, in my opinion, that there is. Yet the liberal Democrats and the left love these psychopaths. And it shows you the reason they love these psychopaths is because the left, and most of the left at least, are psychopaths. Just like Iran. How could it be uh, Iran how could it be Iran's money? It's our taxpayer money. Because they Not talk Iran's about Iran's money. We give them uh, we give them uh, financing uh, every year. Just like we give many other nations, they owe they owe us money. Oh, they believe me, their money. Believe me, I, I I agree with you. It comes back from the uh, the Carter administration. Make the argument that the money and sanctions we put on them then is what they got back. It, it's just it's a bunch of bull. I don't even really want to get into that part of it because it means nothing. It's just a bunch of word salad yes. as usual with uh with Car- and and you know Kerry. what John Kerry that he needs to be arrested. I don't even want want to get into that either i just want to say to everybody thank you for being here thank you for the kind words about our wonderful friend xander gibb certainly he will be missed brian should be back this coming up week coming out of uh of vermont hopefully back here on long island to do the show again and we'll have some great guests lined up next week as always 
Uh, CV, I'll be talking to you next week, and um, you have a fantastic week, my brother. All right. God bless, man. God bless America, and we'll talk to you soon, Xander. Take care.